0: But first, our top story circles around an announcement by Convoy after rumors of trouble at the company led it to cutting off customers and closing its load boards. Is analyst JP Hampstead is here to analyze the situation. JP, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks, thanks, Bill. Um,
1: how are you guys? Doing, doing, um, doing well. Better yeah. than the
0: folks at Convoy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. glad to be here.
1: Um, yeah, it's been a really interesting story, and we've actually—it's something that has been sort of uh, slowly developing. This didn't happen suddenly. Um, We've been covering the story for about six weeks. Mm-hmm. First learning the news that Convoy had hired an investment banker, Goldman Sachs, to help them to sell the company. This is something at the time that the company denied. They said they were just exploring strategic options and trying to fend off the overwhelming inbound interest they had from buyers. Um, but uh, it was interesting, you know, and I'll, I'll say that the salient detail from that story and, and from the conversations we had around, uh, the bank that I was trying to buy them was that um, some of the buyers told us some of the potential buyers told us that convoy had been willing to separate their brokerage and their technology platform in order to try to realize some value knowing that the brokerage was burning cash probably wasn't the most attractive asset but that the uh, carrier app especially was you know widely respected and so that kind of told you that okay this company's not in a really good Favorable position to to be on the market and selling itself, and then uh, the second thing that happened was uh, when OTR Solutions, uh, the factor, cut them off. Um, Convoy had so if you if you recall, uh, factors buy the receivables from truckers, which ultimately means that they're holding IOUs from brokers, right? So the truckers want to get paid fast. The factors pay the pay the truckers fast, and then they have to collect from the brokers. So they essentially have to do credit. they have to trust that the brokers are going to pay. They have to do credit checks on the brokers. Now they had been running, you know, a balance of uh, I want to say between $300,000 and 500,000 dollars Convoy had with OTR. That account bloomed up to about 800,000. Um OTR started getting a little skittish about their finances and said, "Hey, Convoy, we need to do an, we need to do a credit check. We show us your financials." Convoy said, "No." They said, "Okay, well, then we need better payment terms. You need to start paying this down faster." Convoy said, "No." They pulled the plug. And then when we reported on it, we, you know, talked to some of the principals involved at OCR. Eventually, um, learned that Convoy cut them a check for about half a million dollars to get back on their on their nice list. Um, you know, at the time, Convoy said, "You know, it was some simple misunderstanding." that OTR had changed their terms and they were, they were under review. But <clears throat> you know retrospectively, it seems like it was actually a sign of you know, pretty um, acute financial distress.
0: So now we're at the point where the company says, okay, we've got a major announcement coming and the rumor mill has been swirling. Of course, that's kind of how social media works with situations like yeah. this. Obviously, most of us think that a bankruptcy is imminent. Is that something that we're looking at or are we looking bankruptcy versus sale?
1: Yeah, um, that's that's really interesting. I think that you know uh, Dan Lewis and the the C suite and the board will probably try to do everything they can to avoid a technical bankruptcy. Uh, whether that means selling pieces of the company for pennies on the dollar, um, or you know what's often called like an aqua hire, where maybe some of the technologists uh, go to work for, for, for somebody else. Um, so, you know, I wouldn't be surprised to see something like that. The fact that they essentially shut down the brokerage, right, by sending everyone home, but canceling all their loads, like they're not—they're not, they're not going to rebuild that. You, you wouldn't do that if if you, you were going to sell the brokerage. But um, I know that they've had conversations with, you know, people like UPS, for example, for, uh, about their technology. I know that um, they were talking to Walmart at one point. They were talking to Amazon. A deal with uh, a potential deal with C.H. Robinson, you know, fell through, but. They're probably working up until the very last minute um, to to try to realize some value for their investors and their board and themselves. Um, I've been told that at 1130 Eastern, Dan Lewis is doing an all-hands call to everyone, um, kind of explaining the situation. Uh, We have eyes and ears into that, so we'll know uh, the full story then.
0: Convoy at at one point had 1,500 employees, I think that's the kind of number it was, and then that's been dwindling down for a little bit. Uh, down to about 500 I think now at at this point in time. As you look at that situation, obviously there was a lot of money that was invested in this from a lot of partners as well. Was this a situation where the economy basically made it fall through or was this perhaps just like an an Icarus sighting that they just flew too close to the sun and and unfortunately this happened?
1: Yeah, I think that um, there were a couple of fundamental issues with the company. One is that the way that they grew was by sort of subsidizing their customers' freight. Um, they were moving um, freight at negative gross margins for a very long time. And that's how they were sort of viewed by the shipper community as this person who would like sort of take r- really cheap freight. And it was hard to get themselves out of that box. I also think that um, they didn't quite have the right sort of uh, freight culture. And by that, I mean for too long, they relied on the idea that if they built the best technology, they had the most attractive user experience in their platform that the freight would just come to them. Um, perhaps naively, you know, not realizing that freight brokerage is an extremely competitive industry with you know people who've you know, built their own technology and are you know um, really trying to win freight every single day. Um, and then there are a few other things that that did. I mean, when we talk about the economy, yeah, the there are two sort of crunches coming from two different sides that have hit lots of brokerages. One is um, margin dollars per load essentially getting chopped in half. So you know, the margin dollars, the, the money that it takes to actually run your business, you know, really being constrained and at the same time, um, the cost of different kinds of financing, especially receivables financing, is um, doubled year over year. So if you think about a broker that has to pay its carriers quickly, but its customers are taking 60 or more days to pay it. A lot of times it's borrowing against its receivables. Um, they used to be able to do that for about, you know, half a percent or one percent. Now it's like three percent, four percent, five percent. for businesses that even when they're run well, maybe only have a three percent EBITDA margin. You know, that that pretty mm-hmm. much destroys their earning power.
0: Do you think that other digital brokerages in the space who maybe rely on kind of that alternate freight culture that kind of we built it so they will come need to start worrying about this as well?
1: Yeah, I mean, I do. Um, I think that, I mean, there are other, I'm I'm really not going to get into like naming names and speculating, but like there are other uh, digital brokerages that had experienced freight and supply chain professionals as part of the founding teams. It's a little bit different. Um, Comboy didn't have that. So I think that, that that sort of culture kind of comes from the top. When when you you go to a freight brokerage and you see a really energetic, excuse me, active floor of young people, you know, pounding the phones, trying to win freight, you know, negotiating very aggressively, that's something that really has to be inculcated and encouraged and fostered like every day. And it's not the same, it's not, it's not the same vibe as a Seattle technology company. Um,
0: Yeah. yeah. It's definitely going to be an interesting situation for us to. In, and hear what's going on at 11:30 when Dan Lewis has that call there as
1: well. Yes, yes, we will. We should. Uh, we should know um, convoy's final phase, uh then.
0: Absolutely. JP, thanks so much for joining us, and uh, we'll obviously look forward to that as well. Thank you. All right. Right now, we're going to head on over to the wall. We've got our first carrier update this morning with Thomas Woffin and Donnie Gilbert.